0: We have announced our subject today will be what to do if you miss the rapture. I'm sure many have come with a question, why such a message? There are two basic reasons why I am preaching this message to you today. The first is I am of the absolute conviction that the coming of Jesus Christ for believers could be at any moment. I believe it could be today. I live with that expectation every day. This could be the day of our Lord's return. Therefore, it is important that certain information be given to those who are not ready for that big event. The second reason for my bringing this message to you today is one pertaining to a pastor's heart. There are those of you who hear my voice today whose name is on the church roll, but whose heart belongs to the world. The church has your name, but the world has your heart. And that is a very important reason for me to preach what I am preaching to you today. Because your name can be on the roll and miss the rapture if your heart belongs to the world. I feel I have an obligation to you to tell you what to do if you miss the rapture. Now, the word rapture is not found in the Bible. What we read from 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4 expresses what the rapture implies, a taking out. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. That's the term, rapture, caught up. We believe that there is going to be a taking out. The Bible is filled with the message, Jesus is coming. John 14 contains the words of the Lord himself when he said, I have many homes up there for you. I will prepare a place for you. I am coming back so that where I am there you may be also. Has it occurred to you that the great desire of our Lord Jesus is to be with us to bring the bride to where the bridegroom is? That's what's involved in the rapture. John 14, in Acts 1, verses 10 and 11, the angels got involved in this message. When Jesus was taken up into a cloud, the angels ministered to the confused crowd there on the Mount of Olives by saying to them, just as he went away, he will return. That's rapture. All the prophetic signs of the New Testament are out. I will not take time to read for you this morning, but mark these scriptures down, if you will, and read them carefully later. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, and Matthew 24, 4 through 7, which begins by warning us of false Christs and ends by warning us of earthquakes in many places, signs. Read those signs, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Matthew 24, 4 through 7. All of the prophetic signs are out. When the rapture occurs, millions will disappear. Confusion will reign on planet Earth. Let me try to paint the scene for you in my introduction. The first thing Paul said to the Thessalonians was that the dead would be raised. I was out at the cemetery this week for a burial, and the undertaker has become a friend. He is a believer in Jesus, loves the Lord just as we do, and we have some wonderful visits We were standing in the cemetery, and he said to me, Pastor, you know it isn't long, is it, until Jesus comes. And I said, no, it isn't. And by the way, will your cemetery be a mess on that day? It was so nicely kept, mowed beautiful. And he smiled a smile of understanding. Because I've buried numbers of people in that cemetery who I know love God, whose spirit is with the Lord, and whose body is going to be brought out of that grave on the day of rapture and joined with the Spirit. That's going to be a sight. If you're driving by a cemetery and you're not ready, you're going to see something, but it's going to be awful quick. You may drive off the road into the cemetery. Bodies will come forth, and it does not matter where those bodies are at this present time. Whether they're in the ground, in the water of the sea, or up on a mountain somewhere from a crash, that is no problem with God. The molecules are all there, and they are going to come forth from anywhere to meet the Lord in the air. And then the living will disappear. The dead in Christ are raised first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the clouds. So there is a generation that will not see death. I believe this is that generation. I believe we are living in the day when Jesus will return. So, many Who hear me today will not see death. We will be caught up as living believers in the twinkling of an eye. 1 Corinthians 15. Look, blink, look, you're gone. Try it. Look, blink, look, it's over. Do it again. Look, blink, look, you're gone. Want to do it again? Is that fun? Look, blink, look. Gone! That's got to look funny on television. We're all right. Some have told me, well, I'll get ready then. Hey, look, blink, look, gone. No chance. In a moment, you know what one translation is? In an atom, and that's the smallest thing there is. In an atom, gone. So, bottles left. (laughs) Greyhound buses running down highways with no driver. Jet planes with no pilots. Some of my minister friends were talking with me the other day, and uh, we made a decision together that if you're an unbeliever, you're a sinner, you should never fly without asking about the pilot. In this case, it would be better if he were a sinner. I would check it out if I was not a believer. I wouldn't fly with a believing pilot because it's possible you won't get down in one piece. Think about it. We're talking about the most unbelievable event in the history of the world. We're talking about babies missing from homes. We're talking about sons and daughters who don't show up at the dinner table. We're talking about husbands who go home to an empty house because they didn't have time for God. You talk about confusion, friends. That will be a day of tremendous confusion. Now in Matthew 7, 21, Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. This handles for me the eternal security doctrine. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter in. Who will enter in? Only those who are presently doing the will of the Father. He's coming for a bride that is ready. Five virgins went in, five went out. All virgins, five were ready, five weren't. Let me read it again. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Test yourself. Are you doing the will of the Father? Now, if you have been baptized as an infant, not good enough. No guarantee. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized. What your parents did for you in infant baptism was an act of faith on their part that God would keep you in his care. But when you come to the age of accountability, you must make a choice whether you're going to make Christ your Lord or follow after Satan and the world. Infant baptism never saved anybody. It's no guarantee. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 is an important passage. Who will be ready? All I can tell you who will not be. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Here's his list. Neither fornicators nor idolaters, those that worship other things, nor adulterers nor effeminate, that's the homosexual lesbian community, I must say it to you today, God loves them, I love them. But God will not overlook their sin. The effeminate, translated, the homosexual, will not inherit the kingdom of God. I love you so much that I want to tell you that. I want you to be ready. You weren't born that way. You chose that way. And Jesus Christ can set you free. The effeminate will not inherit the kingdom of God. Is that straight enough? Did everybody understand that? I'm responsible to God for that statement. I don't want anybody ever to stand before God and say, nobody told me. I'm telling you, the effeminate will not make it in to the kingdom of God. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, God said it, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. None of these will inherit the kingdom. Your sins must be forgiven and under the blood of Jesus. That's the great prospect of this day. Jesus is a jewel thief. He's coming for his jewels, precious jewels, his gems for his crown. The media will probably cover the rapture over by attributing it to flying saucers or a conspiracy by the moral majority. Full pulled one off. But I'm telling you it's going to happen. And it's going to happen that quick. Now, what to do if you're left behind? Number one, you ready? Number one, do not panic. That's important. Do not commit suicide. Do not end your life. There is hope. Satan's lie is, it's too late. That's why I say, don't panic. I've had people say to me, and I want to set the record straight today, the Holy Spirit does not stop operating when the church of Jesus Christ leaves this world. The Holy Spirit has been on earth from the beginning, and he will always be here accomplishing the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit, after the rapture, will be operating just as he did in the Old Testament. He came upon Moses. He came upon Joshua. He came upon Samuel. He came upon the prophets and the kings. He anointed them as individuals for the task... They had to perform. That is what the Holy Spirit will be doing after the rapture. He will be touching individuals by his power who want to know Jesus and be in his kingdom. Don't commit suicide. Secondly, get your heart right with God because time is very short. You don't have much time to get right with God if you miss the rapture. Great changes will be coming on the earth. Revelation 7 pictures 144,000 Israelis saved who become evangelists. 12,000 out of every tribe of Israel, and the Lord knows where they are. Out of every tribe, 12,000 Israelis will come, believing after the rapture in the Messiah. And in verse 9, John saw a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stand before the throne of God clothed with white robes. These are they which came out of great tribulation. There is my authority. Because of the preaching of the gospel after the rapture, John saw a great multitude washed in the blood of Jesus coming out of great tribulation. Get right with God. Don't put it off. Hear the preaching of these Israelis. Revelation 12, 11 sets the stage further. They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Verify your salvation. Decide to make it all the way, even if torture comes, and it will. Now, some of you may have already been saying inside, well, why should I worry about getting ready now? If I shouldn't panic, and I can get right with God after the rapture. I'm not through with this message yet. I would just throw this in right now from Revelation 12, 11, and they love not their lives unto the death. Just hold that, will you, for a few moments. Thirdly, round up all the Bibles you can. I believe Bibles will be confiscated because they always have been taken by the devil when he wants to shut things down. Wherever and whenever, whether it was communism or some other ism, always they went after the Bibles, And the devil will go after the Bible again. Keep one for yourself. Hide it in a special place, and then give other copies to trusted friends. Don't just hand them out at will. Be very careful who you give a Bible to. Be led by the Spirit of God as to who you place a Bible with. Now, after you have your Bible, I want to tell you what you should be reading. Read the book of Daniel, and read the book of Revelation, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand. Then read the 24th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, the words of Jesus about all of the things pertaining to the end time. And then after that, read the New Testament every day, as much of it as you possibly can. I'm saying to you, do what you should have done earlier after the rapture. Read those passages. Now my authority for this is the prophet Amos, chapter 8, verse 11, where the prophet said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east, they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. What was the prophet seeing? Nothing we have seen to this day. He saw what I'm telling you about in this message today, a day when the word of God would be ripped asunder and destroyed by evil men and there would be a multitude going from sea to sea, from the north to the east, seeking the word of the Lord, but who would not find it. That's why, after the rapture, you should confiscate all the Bibles you possibly can, keep one for yourself, and distribute them under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall never pass away. It will still work after the rapture. Read the Bible. Fourth, pray. You can still pray after Jesus has come. You can still communicate with the Father. Prayer will help you to endure. What I'm talking about today is exactly an endurance test. That's why the Bible says in Matthew 24, 13, "...they that endure shall be saved." Now we're coming down home to answer some of the questions you had at the beginning. If I am not to panic and get my heart right with God, then why should I worry? They that endure shall be saved. Will it be easy? Absolutely not. I doubt that the church will be opened for very long. I doubt this building will be available to you for very many days after the rapture. Our missionaries are telling us now what they used the buildings for in China under the reign of Mao Zedong. They were warehouses for the government on the most part. Storage bins. Every one of them confiscated by the government. So you must pray by yourself. You must learn to talk to God for your own endurance. You may have to go it all alone. That's why it's important for you to pray. Don't forget that. If you are left after the rapture, God will hear you pray and all of the scriptures pertaining to strength, pertaining to guidance, pertaining to the angels of God will be available to you if you pray and believe what God has said. Fifth, share this tape. Now, I am talking not to those of you who are ready for the coming of the Lord. I am now talking specifically to those who are left behind and are listening to this tape. Jesus has come. My voice is being played back on a tape recorder. Share this tape, my friend. Take it to trusted friends. Lead them to Jesus Christ. Point them to the Savior. Take them through the steps I have taken you through in this tape. Meet secretly with other believers whenever possible. Screen them very carefully. Do not just let anybody in. Be cautious and directed by the Spirit of God. Don't join the world church. It will be headed by the false prophet of Revelation 13, 13. I'm telling you now, before the rapture, what you are facing in this moment. Revelation 13, 13 says this false prophet doeth great wonders. Even so much that John said he will appear like Elijah, the Old Testament prophet. Mighty prophet of miracles. The false prophet will come in that day appearing like another Elijah. Don't be fooled! I don't care how many miracles he performs, there are no true ministers of Jesus Christ left. Only those who have received him after the rapture and are boldly declaring their faith. But no true minister of Jesus Christ has been left, do not fall under the prey and influence of the false prophet. He will do mighty wonders, but he is false and will want you to join a world church. Don't do it. Then I want to say to those of you who are hearing me now, in this building and by television and by tape before the rapture, Get as many copies of these tapes as you possibly can. Spread them to your loved ones and friends and tell them if they should miss the coming of Jesus Christ, keep this tape and listen to it after you're gone. I am as serious as I've ever been. I'm not spoofing you. I'm not kidding you. I am dead serious. Get copies of this tape and put them in the hands of people who will need to hear it after you are gone. God will use it. Six. Be ready for the beast of revelation. I believe he will come out of the common market. The ten nation confederacy, Greece being the last to join. I believe he will have world prominence. He will make according to the scripture an alliance with Israel in the first half of the tribulation period. World peace will be his theme. He is known as the Antichrist. You see, the first Christ, Jesus, came with peace and good tidings to men. And what a message it is. The Antichrist will come with the same theme. He's Antichrist. But he uses the same tactics, and he will say, world peace. I have the answer. Everybody can live in peace. Don't be fooled. He's the beast of Revelation. Lining with him will cost you your life. Beware and be careful. Here are scriptures to read. Daniel chapters 7, 8, and 11. And Revelation Chapters 13, 14, and 17. Again, Daniel 7, 8, and 11. Revelation 13, 14, and 17. Escape his devilish plot. There is a holy evil trinity, or an unholy evil trinity, just as there is a holy trinity. There is the beast, the Antichrist. There is the dragon, the devil himself, and there is that beast known as the false prophet. Beware of the beast who will come out of the common market, probably a single Jew who is already born. I agree with Hal Lindsey. He is probably already living, and the plans are already being formulated by hell itself, and this beast will be revealed at the right time. Do not, do not, do not bow down to his scheme. Number seven, don't receive a number in your forehead or your hand. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 13 and look for a moment with me at verses 16 through 18. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and enslaved, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads and that no man might buy or sell except he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Already in our civilization, the process of what I'm speaking to you about now is set in motion. This number will be picked up by a scanner. You will not be able to buy or sell without this number, going back to numbers one and two. Don't panic. Give your heart to God. Easy. Now, you cannot buy or sell. You still want to put off your salvation? You will not be able to go into a supermarket like you can now and walk through a counter line and... Buy whatever you need. They will ask you to put your hand under a scanner or will put the scanner on your forehead. If the number is not there, nothing. No provision. And all the numbers are now being tattooed on all of the products of the world. In some countries, it's already beginning in some way or another. On the credit cards are numbers. You're not a name, you're a number. And the Bible says to you, do not receive a number in your forehead or on the back of your right hand. Do not. There is no hope if you do. You are lost if you do. You bow to the system of the beast if you do. Jesus is not your Lord and Savior if, you're, if you do. You should not take that number in your forehead or your hand even though it will cost you your life. Brings me to the last point. Be ready to suffer, because that's exactly what you will have to do. The only way to make it all the way home is to suffer. I wish I could tell you something else. If you do not receive before the rapture, grace of God but I cannot tell you anything else in the middle of the tribulation the Antichrist will place an image in the temple in Jerusalem it will be such a magnificent thing that according to Revelation 13 and verse 15 the image will even speak it will be given breath a statue with breath to speak That's how powerful this beast is. And the world will have to bow down. It's kind of like the three Hebrew children in Daniel. Now you say, how are we all going to get to Jerusalem? You don't have to be. It'll be on your television set. It will be the focus of the whole world. And all who do not bow down to the beast, Well, I must say to you, if you miss the rapture, don't worship the beast. Eternal damnation ensues if you bow down to the beast. True torture and death will follow. That's why Jesus said, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. And please remember this, you can only die once. So don't give up just because you're facing death. Be ready for famine, lack of water, a vagabond experience like Amos said, roaming to and fro. Be ready for it, but don't bow down to the beast and be ready to suffer. Don't accept the miracles of the beast. I would suggest you get out of the cities into the countryside because the last half of the tribulation will involve without question nuclear war. And the warheads will be aimed to the cities of our world. Get out into the country if you're listening by tape and the rapture has taken place. Move to the hills. You know what I believe? I believe in that day Christians will be blamed for the troubles of the world that will be the last half of the tribulation. And Christians will be sought out to be killed because they're the problem. All of this is happening because of Christians. Hasn't really changed all that much, has it, through the years? Jesus said, Fear not, little flock. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I encourage those of you who miss the rapture to remember a large body is waiting for you in heaven. Pastor Cole is there waiting for you. Your Sunday school teacher is there waiting for you. All of the apostles and the prophets and all the saints of all ages are there waiting for you in heaven. You can only die once. Death will release you to join us in heaven. Don't miss it. Even though you will be tortured and put to death, don't miss it. You will only die that one time. And from there on, it is eternal, everlasting life. Hallelujah. Demonic power will be released. Don't give yourself to the occult. You think it's bad now. Hold on to your hats. Don't give yourself to homosexuality because if you think it's bad now, it will be the thing of the day. Don't give yourself to deviant lifestyles of any kind if you miss the rapture. Be prepared to suffer, but remember, we're waiting for you to come in. We wish you would have gone up with us in the first place. But since you did not, we're waiting for you, and be ready to give your life. Now, if there is a sin in your life, I want to encourage you to confess it now. I want you to be ready for the great gathering that's planned Those of you who hear me now, before the rapture, and if you're listening after the rapture, turn to Jesus. Those listening before the rapture, I ask you if you can say with John at the end of the Bible, even so come, Lord Jesus. Do you desire his coming? That's probably a good test to know whether you're ready. Do you desire the coming of the Lord? Does my preaching today bring you a sense of ease or does it disturb you? That's how to check it out. I want you to check your plane reservations. All of you in the balcony from one corner to the other, all of you on this main floor, I want you to check your reservations. All of you watching me by television and listening by radio or tape, check your plane reservations. I was coming back from Woodland with Rich Wilkerson the other morning after he'd spoken at a school. It was early morning, and he was flying out that afternoon to Oregon to speak that night. And I said, Rich, I think I ought to pull into the airport and check your reservations and get your luggage checked in. Then we won't have to carry it around the rest of the day. He said, good, let's do it. I pulled in front of the airport terminal. I let him out, waited for him. He came running back in a few minutes. He said, guess what? No airline, no reservation. The airline isn't even here anymore. He had made his reservations over a month earlier, and in the ensuing days, the airline pulled out, and nobody had told him. He had to make other plans quickly. You know what? That could be exactly your situation. What are your reservations based on? How much you put in the offering? Mm Mm-mm. Won't work. How good you are? Not sufficient. If that was enough, Jesus wouldn't have had to go through the agony of crucifixion. What are your reservations? Well, my dad was a good Christian. My mom, my grandpa, not enough. You must be saved. You must be doing the will of the Father. Check your reservations. There are many false reservations in these in these days, and you need to check and make sure you have the right one. If you feel comfort from this message, it's a good sign you're all right. But if you feel uneasy, you're probably not ready. The old song says, are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? You cannot live according to the world's standard, friend. You have to come under the authority of God's Word. I remind you in closing of the Laodiceans in Revelation 3.16 who heard Jesus' rebuke. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I will spew thee out of my mouth. Don't make God sick. by your looseness. Come to Jesus today. I want every one of you with me. When Jesus comes I don't want a one of you left to the horrors I have described in my faltering way today and you don't need to be left you can be ready and be triumphant at his coming let's pray every head bowed Jesus Christ thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit in this building Seal the word in minds and hearts and bring everyone that you have ordained for this day to come into the kingdom right in through the door. Hallelujah. I'm trusting you, O Holy Spirit. With our heads bowed, I want to ask your question. You have heard me preach. You feel easy in your spirit. You believe that if Christ should come today, you would be taken up. I want you to raise your hand if that's where you are. Raise it up and hold it there. You have an easiness about the message? You feel you're right with God? You're covered by the blood? Hold it up. All right, thank you. You may put it down. Some of you could not raise your hand. My heart reaches out to you. Oh, how I reach out to you today. Tell you again, Jesus loves me.